Okay. I am not- literally talking right at the mic. It's wow. half an inch away from my mouth, and there's no lines happening. You sound great. Yeah. I, I always see end up what, quiet. I see what you're saying. Uh, just start talking again. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight. Ooh, there was one. Eight. Uh, uh, yeah. Just well, work that was almost into a lot of your. Okay, I'll just <clears throat> punch him. <laughs> oh, see, there you go. Yeah, you're getting some lines. Uh, with Luke, eight. <laughs> well, that is what this week's all about. the Little Red Bandwagon, your twice-weekly podcast celebrating the radio show turned podcast Too Beautiful to Live in Pawtucket, Rhode Island. I'm Bobby Pape, and this evening I am joined by two co-hosts from Texas, starting in Dallas, Meredith Mayhan. Good evening, Meredith. Good evening. And all the way over to Austin for Mike Frizzell. Hello, Mike. Hey, you know, having two out of three hosts in Texas might qualify us for, like, Best of Texas podcast next year. This oh. this one episode. You know how when the Academy Awards, you want to get your your movie eligible, you just like stick it in one theater for a week and then it's eligible. Well, this podcast right now might make us eligible for some big big prizes. I don't feel like I have the hat or the boots or the gun to qualify for anything in Texas. Yeah, you're you're no hat and eat all the cattle. <laughs> uh, we're lacking on a West Coast contributor this week. Uh, Christy tried her hardest all week, uh, but has been getting sick, as I believe she told us on the show the other day. And uh, she's finally succumbing to her injuries. So it's been a busy week for her, and we'll have her back next week, assuming she lives. Uh, but for now, we're going to have to do it without her giggles. Uh, we'll do what we can. I think that uh, means a 33% uh, increase in giggles from each of us is required if we're going to really do this as a team. <laughs> we can do that. I've got a chuckle. I don't know if I got a giggle, but I'll do what I can. Yeah. Uh, we'll start tonight with a little uh, LRB business followed by your weekend review, including your clip of the week, some housekeeping, which I'll be winging, I guess, in lieu of Christy, uh, and how to get involved. Uh, and I just said we had an LRB business, but I don't think we have any LRB business, do we, guys? Isn't Christy the business person mm-hmm. among the four yeah. of us? We really don't know what we're doing without her, guys, so just <laughs> bear with us. You could go buy stickers. Yeah, there you go. LittleRedBandwagon.com. Go buy stickers. Buy a sticker for the new year. I like it. Archive. Do it. That's right. Go go ask Christy how to archive. I go just to the finished website. my fifth week and I got two more stickers in the mail. Even nice. she's even sent me more stickers for that. Yeah, yeah, uh, and hopefully she's like uh, wiping them down with. Um, oh right, with uh, you know something to kill her germs before she sends them out. Oh man, well, <laughs> it might be kind of unfair to bring it up while she's not here, but Bobby, you've known Christy for quite a while. Uh, Meredith for a shorter while, but doesn't it seem like Christy gets sick a lot? 
She's around a small child. Yeah. You can't help and, it. And a bunch of um, entitled tech sector employees. <laughs> Barefoot. Who walk around with no <laughs> shoes on. Right? Oh my God. And her, so her fiance doesn't wear a shirt. There's a lot of a lot of variables. Yeah, that's a good point. Jeremy is probably just a breeding ground for disease. <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you said it, Bobby. <laughs> we love you, Jeremy. We'll start our week in review and Christy with Monday episode number 2025 T equals the rest of your life. We start with a blue apron spot and a mention of pod dog, which is the first of many reasons I'm sad. Christy's not here for the recap uh, because She's been calling their dog Pod Dog way longer than Rudy's been Pod Dog. Yeah, the, he's going to be in trouble for this, I think. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <clears throat> and they started doing that last week, actually. But he, I think he said it every day this week. Yeah. Yeah. It's a thing, like yeah. the Bay City. It's in there. Yeah. And it's already lasting as long as T25. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. This week, guys. Uh, this He can't hold back. This is... This has been, I mean, okay. So we're we're chatting before we turn on the microphones here, and I find out that that Bobby and Meredith both found this week as tedious as I did. I thought I, I was really worried because I love to do this show and I love to listen to the show, and I thought, oh, am I burning out? I mean, do I not like the show anymore? And then once I got on with you guys, I was like, phew, it was just <laughs> horrible this week. That's all. Get back in the game, buddy. So I'll be looking at Monday with renewed enthusiasm. Once they've given up their resolutions, I'm sure it'll be better. Oh, Jesus Christ. The fitness <laughs> and the and the eating. He's doing them both yeah. at once. Usually he's doing one or the other, but he's doing both obnoxious things at once and it's driving me nuts. Well, we can back up from our usual format of day by day for a minute <laughs> here because the Sorry, fitness conversation. No, no, no. Right, because the fitness conversation runs through the entire week. Yes, it does. Uh, but it's important to remember that they both also had ridiculous hangovers this week. Mm-hmm. Yes, so it's not there like was a weird change. I was people. noticing, I was thinking about that today. It's like there's, there, well, Andrew's not really doing a fitness resolution, is he? I, I think he was going to the gym a little bit, but they, it right. seems like they're both combining all this diet and fitness with a lot of alcohol. Luke is hitting the martinis. <laughs> Andrew's doing sympathy drinking to the point where he's blacking out on a weeknight. <laughs> like, what is happening? Well, I think uh, what what's happening is uh, a lot happened in their lives last week, which you know sometimes mean nothing. Nothing's going to happen on the show because they're tired from actually living lives. And once they do the show, they're like, it's an hour and a half to now almost two hours. Yeah, that's the other thing. Uh, they they spent a considerable amount of time not being very interesting, especially at the beginning of the week. <laughs> this is the time when we have to do the disclaimer that we love TBTL. We really do. Oh, yes, yeah. yes. And I'm not and we worried. Know Christy about it. Feels the same way, yeah. even though she's dying from exhaustion from having to listen to all these <laughs> shut, up, shut up, shut up, shut up. Yeah, and a lot of other reasons. A couple other reasons. If we didn't love this show, we would have thrown our phones into the garbage already and stopped doing it. Yeah, this would definitely be my weekly recap of the gist. <laughs> good show. Yeah, it's a good show. Um, where to go from here? So <laughs> we know he sticks through T twenty five because it comes up later in the week. Um, 
Why is it called T25? Is it Tony Horton? 25 min- minutes. But who's time, the T? I think, right? Time, tw- okay. The guy is the T. I think the guy is the T. Yeah. It's not Tybo 25. I made a Tybo reference to Sam earlier today, and she just looked at me and went, wow, old school. <laughs> See, I think the 25 is a good number for Luke. I think he was attracted to that number of minutes because that's the amount of time that Carrie, you know, that's that's a trip to Home Depot. That's like four four windows a day where he can get his workout in without, you know, being seen. Right. <clears throat> God forbid curtains and a door. <laughs> Um, they talk a little bit about the Bills fire table incident. And since this has made its way around the internet, I just want to put out there as a Bills fan, I do not know what the hell these people are doing at the Bills tailgates this year with the tables. Have you seen this in action? Oh, oh of course. I've seen, uh, and it's not just now. I mean, through the course of the season, they've been body slamming these tables all year. But this last game was the first time I've ever seen anyone do it on fire. What, yeah. Wait, I, I'm tr- having trouble recalling the video. I did watch it, but was he on fire as he approached the table? Or no, the, the I know table, the table was on fire. The table was on fire. He, he wasn't. He wasn't pre. <laughs> he wasn't pre flame. <laughs> no, which is why it was such a surprise to him when he didn't realize he was on fire. I, yeah, it wasn't after. part of the plan for him to set on fire. Right. Mm. Right. No, his puffy coat or whatever was not supposed <laughs> to catch fire. Uh, so I just want to put it out there. I've been to many a Bills game and my fair share of Bills tailgates. There's a lot of shenanigans, but I've never seen that happen in person before. Uh, Andrew has some keys to 2016, including being able to remember names, which comes five minutes after not being able to remember John C. Riley. <laughs> mm-hmm. Uh they want to try to stick to this 75 minute clock, which is cute now that they keep setting it and then just forgetting it like a Ronco uh, rotisserie oven. Yeah. Uh, and uh, Andrew suggests they just pre record the entire year of episodes. Uh, not this week, please. <laughs> uh, I did like that Andrew presented Luke with an uh, either or. This is like classic takedown podcast land. Would he rather do T25 in front of someone or do his half of the podcast in public? <laughs> he called well, it a Sophie's choice, and I agree. Well, yeah. shouldn't we all answer that, Meredith? Um, I mean, I work out in a room with a lot of people all the time, so I guess that's a no-brainer. Okay, well, let me put it to you this way. The T25 that you've got to do, you have to do in front of uh, strangers who are not working out. They're like, like you have they're to do it like in, a, in a dentist's office or something. <laughs> um, or a podcast. I would rather work out. <laughs> wow, you're committed. All right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I like that, Bobby. Well, I lock my office door when I do this. Yeah, it's embarrassing. Mm-hmm. It's important for listeners to remember that your office is in your house. Yes. <laughs> and you lock the door. <laughs> yes. Well, it's also because the cat can open the yeah, door. There's, there's one cat that can actually open the door, and I, I hear he's working on locksmithing. He's taking yeah, he, yeah, he is. Yeah, or beanie. Yeah, yeah, that just, cat could go either way right now. Or, or, or gets if, food. if your door was like the door uh, in Luke and Carrie's house, the the cat could just like slide right under it, squeeze under the bottom. Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. I mean, I go to the gym too, but I don't do classes, so I'm not used to like 
that environment. I've never had a room full of yoga people sing me happy birthday. Uh, that, that'd be the worst. I'd rather do either one of these things than have that happen. <laughs> <laughs> I think I'd rather podcast in public um, and just look like the asshole on the Bluetooth headset. Okay. I figured you'd say that because you do kind of, you know, you live out loud. You're the bar trivia guy. So, you know, you're not worried about speaking in public. Uh, let's say you have to podcast in public from what's the most popular tourist spot in Boston? The Cheers or or something historical? Where? Yeah, Faneuil Hall. Okay. That ship where you can throw tea into the harbor? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, Faneuil Hall, definitely. Uh, lots of foreign tourists and street performers and so crap like that. So I'm going to put you on a, on a stage. And you just sit there and podcast and, and all, all these people could hear is your end of this conversation. <laughs> yeah. Well, the, I would see the hardest part would be just explaining to people what the hell's going on while I'm talking. So if there's like a sign that says, you know, recording in progress or something, I think I'm good. But you can't, I don't think you can do that. Right. That's part of the point. <laughs> yeah. Uh, when you're, just, when you're in a, a Toyota in a parking lot, yeah. You can't be like, hey guys, I'm just podcasting over here. Yeah. That would be like a good um we should get the guys matching what is it, sun blockers for the windshield. Mm-hmm. That just say recording in progress. <laughs> right. People will think that it's porn. Studio C. Yeah. Uh the top story for Monday was an extended conversation about making a murderer, which you guys know I have not watched yet. Um, I've watched some of. I've watched all of it now. We watched the last episode yesterday, which Christy told us to skip, but I, 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 I liked it, and and it, you get heartbroken all over again. Hmm. I feel like the worm is turning on this because everyone wanted to watch it, then everyone watched it. Now I've got people telling me maybe don't watch it. Uh, I think it's worth watching. Still, yeah, watch. it's well done. It's interesting. Okay. Do we need? Do, do you two need to have a conversation about this while I moderate? I've read about enough conversations about this damn show. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm. I, I I've seen all of the online stuff, but I haven't jumped in. I mean, I jumped in the the first time I saw something. I jumped in, and then that was it. I I couldn't go on and have the same conversation in every thread. Yeah. You know, yeah. With the Are same guys- people, largely. Are you guys listening to Serial Season 2? I am. I am too. Uh, I listened to Uh, the first two. I find Bo Bergdahl deathly boring, so I I just can't do it. (laughs) He's just a dummy. He's surprisingly milquetoast for having done what he did. Right. I thought when when I had really little knowledge of the story, what I thought was, here's a guy who, uh, he's in the army and then he's had a change of conscience and or or he's he's thought some, some protest through, you know, he's, he, he has a statement to make. And then I hear cereal and I hear it's his dumb reason for doing what he did and the dumb way he did it. And I'm like, I don't care about this dummy. Uh, and, and I, I find myself siding with all these, you know, guys who in real life, I probably wouldn't get along with or like, you know, his platoon or whatever. They're, you know, a lot of kind of, um, angry, aggressive guys, but I see their point and it makes, I don't want to be on their side. So I was out. 
I'm, I, I find it interesting just in general, the dissection of the story, but it's certainly not as compelling as last year. And all I can think is uh, how mad they must be at serial that making a murderer has kind of taken that slice of oh, yeah. the American interest from them. I'm sure there's enough room on the internet for us to fight about both. <laughs> but the thing is, uh, I mean, the, the radio or podcast space is not being invaded by making a murderer that you could just, you know, another show could come along. If serial season two was as compelling as the first, uh, it probably would, you know, they would be fine. And whoever makes the next, next piece of great radio, the ears are there for it. You know, well, it, I'm just waiting for Starly kind to come fill that void. But until then, uh, what we can dick. move on to the no point conversion for Monday. Meredith, I don't think we have to bore you too long about this. The only notes that I wrote were that a listener wrote in asking Luke mainly to stop saying the term R words for the Washington football team. What, and what I did think, he want? Right. I think, well, I think there was a misunderstanding. I think, I don't know if that person wants him to use the team's name, but maybe using the abbreviation R words makes it sound worse than it is. Yeah, I mean, yeah. it's pretty terrible. Because then you're turning it into the equivalent of the N word. Or yeah, using maybe. a different slur. <laughs> right. <laughs> I mean, I don't know. I don't know either, Good but point. I thought it was no, interesting I, that somebody wrote in to say that. No, there are a lot of ways to go to interpret that. Uh, I usually fall back on the, the Washington football team. I don't use the term R words because I feel like it's just a dumb thing to say. Yeah, I, I would, if I were covering sports or in, in the new working in news, I would say, I would follow company policy first of all, but I wouldn't, I wouldn't go out on my own. I think I would say Redskins and, and then, you know, when policy changes or they change the name, then I would change, change the way I did my job. But the thing about this, the Redskins is not only would Daniel Snyder, the short man, and I hate short people who owns the Washington Redskins, not only would be, he be a hero to most of America, you know, if he changed the name, think of how much more shit he can sell. I've wondered about that because if they change the name and the colors or even just like inverted yeah, some of the colors yeah. around or something, they could sell a whole new line of jerseys. Yeah, everybody's got to get the new stuff. You have yeah. to get a whole new set of body paint. <laughs> yeah, right. <laughs> right. Now now they're they're green and orange. So Yeah. Uh, I went through two logo changes with the Buffalo Sabres in a short amount of time. And I own crap from <laughs> <laughs> the colors stayed more or less the same, but they went to a terrible logo for just a couple of seasons. And I had the jerseys, you know, I think it's just pretty great it though. Cause when you see different, uh, different jerseys, people wearing, you know, you, you can tell. This guy bought his jersey. He became a fan enough to buy a jersey in 1981. And this guy over here, you know, 89. Right. So there is some benefit to changing the logo, at least slightly, changing the uniforms and such. Yeah. We should get on some uh, Little Red Bandwagon athletic wear. Yeah. 2X athletic fit. <laughs> yeah. No small available. <laughs> Uh, Tuesday, 2026, unless you wanted to talk any more sports, Mike. No, no, not, not with TBTL people. 
Yeah. <laughs> Tuesday, 2026. It's actually, since we're recording this on Saturday night, we don't know yet if Monday is going to be full of heartache or not for many of our listeners. Uh, good luck, guys, with that. So congratulations, or I'm sorry. I don't know. <laughs> Tuesday, 2026, searching for rankles. Um, I noted that Andrew did a solo Blue Apron spot on the front of this, and I think that's smart because... Andrew's the one with the kitchen. Yeah, he cooks. Right. Yeah. And then we open up the show with him trying to mic the lack of rain going on outside his apartment. Wow. Wow. I didn't even cool quite audio understand what experiment. was going on. You know, I, I, nothing. Nothing was going on. <laughs> I had to rewind it. <laughs> what, what, were they going for something? What is this? I think it was raining before they started and he wanted to catch the sound of the rain because that's compelling radio. Mm. And then by the time they got around to doing it, it was down to, quote, drippy remainders. Sounds, Sounds like, like my, my last, last day. Oh. Uh, Luke apologized profusely for Monday's show. Appropriately. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. But not for the rest of the week. <laughs> well, he can't apologize for what he hasn't ruined yet. <laughs> Does an apology count if you have a mouthful of fake cheese while you're saying it? (laughs) Uh, I've had had versions of this fake cheese. I wouldn't go celebrating it day after day. No, I have too, and I think it's gross. Yeah. Usually the fake stuff has some element that works and then another element that doesn't. You know, they'll get the taste right, but the texture is wrong, you know? Yeah. Or it melts like plastic. <laughs> right. You try to use it for anything but just eating and it turns into an abomination. Right. <laughs> uh, this VP6 thing, I get it, but I'm surprised it's not the other way around. I know um, Tim Ferriss, maybe it's not him, but one of these gurus has a hack where you basically eat any garbage you're going to eat early in the day. So that you have a chance to burn it off. So the I'm not sure about the long-term virtues of eating fruits and vegetables all day and then slamming down some pot roast and potatoes and then going straight to sleep. <laughs> That's Plus not much different than what I'm doing now. Well, yeah, but you're not trying. Well, the um, martinis, you should have those earlier in the day because they're vegan, right? That's true. That's when you should right. get your martinis. That's a good point. There's a vegetable in there, too. Potato. Starch. Uh, pickle. Oh. <laughs> did you save the rest of that pickle? Is it just sitting in your fridge, slowly taking over? You know what I did? I I cut where we had bit the pickle, and then I put the pickle back into the vodka. It's still there. That's a good idea. Just oh, to it's... infuse more pickle flavor? <laughs> no, just to infuse more vodka flavor. That pickle's getting... <laughs> yeah, pickle's gone. Uh, we we gave last rites to the pickle the other day. You know what you do? You slice that up fine. You throw that on your sandwich for lunch. You get a liquid lunch without having to stop to drink it. Yeah, yeah. If if you have to eat your lunch in front of your boss or something, you hit, put on some of those vodka pickles. That'll get you through. <clears throat> uh, let's talk about a saving grace from Tuesday's show. And that was uh, that science, bro. Right. Uh, these guys had a lot of fun with drops, which is always a highlight of us. And I think they even say at one point, um, we should just do this as the show, just set one up, 
set one another up to fire drops and responses. Um, I wouldn't disagree this week. Yeah. yeah. So why don't we use that transition to stop now and take a listen to uh, the Science Bro Drop Talk from Tuesday's show. My request would be don't eat into the microphone because the idea of somebody eating cheese in my ears grosses me out. What about not? What about dairy free cheese like? That is food? a good point. You know that. Let's turn this more about me. That really gets at the it gets at the heart of what the hell my issue with cheese is, isn't it? Is it a dairy I'm, thing? I if you know, tell me, it, oh, I'm hey, eating it right now. I, I just asked you not to. I'm testing it, Andrew. We're doing a <laughs> control. Did that sound as gross as if I was eating <laughs> real cheese? This is science, bro. <laughs> you know, that, that is true. This is science. Um, yeah, it sounded just as gross. I think. Okay, I'm going to tell you what was in that cheese I ate. Filtered water, coconut oil, modified food starch, potato starch, sea salt, natural flavor, olive ac- extract, paprika extract, and then beta carotene for color. They got to make it that weird orange, mm-hmm. like real cheese. Can you um, Can you say this is science, bro, again? <laughs> this is science, bro. That's science. These are facts. Perfect. That was good. That was, you know what? That was worth it, as they say in the podcasting business. See, I thought you were going to, I thought it was going to be me. Okay, how about this? Can you say this is science, bro? Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is science, bro. Those scientists better check their hypotenuses, dude. That's pretty good. That's pretty good. Okay, can you say, um, can you say this that is science, how we have bro? to finally start doing the <laughs> yeah. show? Can you say that science, bro, please? Absolutely. That's science, bro. Science is whatever we want it to be. <laughs> All right. Can you say this is science, bro? This is science, bro. Oh, that's a good one. Here, I got another one. Uh, can you say um, that's science, bro? That's science, bro. You negligently ruined her iPhone. You have to pay for that. Simple as that. Isn't that rocket science? What is rocket science? Rocket science <laughs> is when the scientists find out things about space. <laughs> <laughs> okay. That one was a long buildup. Kind All of right. How about one last one? Okay. From you. Okay. So, um, as you do want me, do you have any phrase you'd like me to say? Yeah. Say, this is science, bro. This is science, bro. I heard the jury's still out on science. Perfect. All we have to start doing, Andrew, is telling each other what to say <laughs> and then having audio drops ready to go. It's so <laughs> simple. It was here all along. and we, Episode 2026, we finally figured it out. We, we cracked the, the, um, the, the science of podcasting. Yeah, Mr. White. <laughs> yes, science. Okay, I'm out. <laughs> I I'm love out. it. I love it. That was a pretty good episode of Stack of Dimes we just listened to. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, I love those guys. Yeah, really do. I wish they'd put out more episodes. Yeah. Uh, we could recap those episodes. We should have. Eat lamp food in the in the the bench outside of a gas station somewhere. That would be great. Next time a week of TBTL like this happens, that's what we do. We review like five stack of dimes. Let's do it. They're funny. Yeah. <laughs> That'll be a review of 2015 of stack of dimes. <laughs> yeah. Five episodes. Uh Let's talk about commercials that Luke won't do. He wouldn't do a commercial for boner pills. Mm-hmm. Well, because they wouldn't want him, he said. I bet he would do it. Right. He wouldn't do a herpes medicine. But how about 
the boner pill ads, like he said, they wouldn't want him for boner pill ads for like national TV. I wonder if he was offered boner pill ads at Cairo because some of the, I mean, I'm sure the offers go out to the talent there. Right. Low T was locked up. Low but- T, right, right. Somebody already <laughs> squatted on low, low T. We've got to, we've got to get a, get a boner pill guy here. I feel like that's a good one for the sports guys. Yeah. So maybe with ESPN in the house, they don't have to worry about that. Yeah. Um, I just, I have a hard time believing that for the right amount of money, Luke wouldn't do those ads. Although what was this? Was it a cash for gold place that he turned down? Yes. And I like the idea of it being a thousand dollars a month, but you know, they would have stopped after one month. $10,000. Or excuse me, 10. Yeah. Yes. That would be hard to turn down. Yeah. Yeah. Especially because you could just make it funny. Just own it. You know? Right. Like he, like he cut tries to do with the MeUndies ads. Right. 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 We all know you're not wearing these. So let's just pretend for a few minutes and that's it. Let's all know you're never going to wear grandma's earrings. (laughs) Right. (laughs) Yeah. uh, I would do it. 10 grand a month. Even if it was just one month, I would totally ham up some pawn shop ad. But the question is, would you do it if you were Luke? Like if you had a, a reputation, like, well, and it was on TBTL, not on the radio show. It's true. See, this is tough. I would, I would do that. I feel like TBTL would be fine for that because the listener base is so invested that they would kind of get it. Yeah. Like, I feel like him. that's what happens now. But then once in a while, like talk to a tenant who's not really involved on the Stens page or something. And there were a lot more casual listeners than I used to think there were. Uh People who will never, ever know that this show exists. Yeah, it's true. Yes, that's the gap between our listeners and their listeners. Mm-hmm. Um, it, and, and maybe big. they it's would very be upset by that. Yeah, I don't know. Uh, but yeah, boner pill, I'd do it. You mean you do the ad or, or you just take pill. the boner pill? No, I'll experiment. I'm up for anything. Because <laughs> that's... <laughs> I think they they would love to do that. Like, you know, when uh, like Weight Watchers or whatever, they get one of the hosts and, you know, they do a lot of interactive and live reporting of their weight loss and their interaction with the product. How about if the boner pill people went in for that kind of thing? You could like give updates. <laughs> what happened with the, the old lady last night? Andrew could only do those one day a year. <laughs> That's true. Because that would be sex, sex day. day. Oh, they could do a whole week around that. I think. <laughs> the build-up, yeah. sure. Some interviews. Who will be involved? Uh, top story from Tuesday is Johnny Manziel's Instagram photo, which comes back up later in the week, so we should just do it all now. Yeah. Uh, picture, dog, stamped, whatever, Ohio. Uh, I'm not an Instagram user, but it didn't surprise me to find out you can just tell it you are anywhere. Yes. I use it a bit, and I think I sent you guys a picture of me at a dog park in what Saudi Arabia. Yes, you can just do anything you want. So, and you can post an old photo. Riyadh looked way different than I thought. <laughs> I've never been there, but I didn't expect all the fall colors, and it, it was crazy. The dog really enjoyed it. <laughs> I'm surprised you could get the papers for the dog, actually. She wasn't crazy about the flight. Didn't she have to wear some sort of cover over her face? I can't believe she was allowed to just walk around like that. 
I'm mainly curious. Uh, how did she wear her pants? Was it over all four? <laughs> I don't think there's much of a story here, right? He was probably in Vegas yes. and fucked up and got caught and nobody cares. And he'll be the Cowboys problem next year. Yeah. Oh boy, is that going to be fun? <laughs> uh, there's a conversation about cheap friends. I think this spiraled out of the rich guy who wouldn't pay for somebody's Diet Coke inadvertently mm-hmm. or something like that. And uh, how do you guys handle group checks? Meredith? Uh, depends on who it is. But with our friends, usually we split it equally. You know, if there's four of us, we'll split it in half by the couple. I think that's the best way to do it. The other situation you find yourself in is, uh, you know, like some people come to town. I think the host pays in that case. Yeah. 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 The only exception I have there is if I'm staying with someone, then I'll insist on paying sort of like, oh, you know, you spared me a hotel room or whatever. But then it's usually kind of a, a friendly fight. Sure. But yeah, yeah, host pay is pretty typical. Um, similarly, I think we're down to just split by the couple. Um, it, like I have lunch with one of my friends a lot who listens to this show and TBTL. And when she and I have lunch, I think sometimes we'll just take turns if that works out. Because we're kind of always in the same ballpark for the price and it's not that much. Mm-hmm. So it's silly to go through the hassle. I yeah. put a note on this though. I think we were talking about, I mean, Meredith, correct me if I'm wrong. We were kind of talking about like, Couples going out. Like, yeah. 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 But like for one dinners, one on one. Yeah. Just pay your own or pick it up. Yeah. Know? If I'm out with like my a girlfriend, we'll just go Dutch. Yeah. Which works for us. Right. Uh, I do have a good friend who I won't name, even though that person will never hear this. Um, I love this person dearly. We've been friends for a very long time, but, um, he or she is a terrible tipper, and I blame his or her parents. I think it's just the way someone's raised. And I have on multiple occasions slipped back to the table or found an excuse to sort of make my way back to, like, throw a little more money on the table. I after have we done that. It. I've done that as well. There's someone, uh, well, he'll never hear this. My dad is a terrible tipper. He's extremely cheap, and he's a bad, bad tipper. And when we go out to dinner, we always split it. And he tips terribly on his half. So I always overcompensate on mine. Uh, we went to Treasure and her husband came to Austin <clears throat> Sorry, uh, about a week ago. And we went out to eat with them. And she told a story about an old boyfriend's father. And how, what that guy did, they would go out to a group dinner and he would put uh, dollar bills on the table, like say oh, no. 20 or $30 bills or, or, or singles on the table. And the, when the waitress came to take their order, he said, young lady, all of these are yours right now. If I find myself unsatisfied by anything you're doing, I'll start taking them away one by one. Oh, Jesus Christ. <laughs> and this, she said, was the treasured family story. Like he was a hero in that family what? for doing that. And she was appalled. It wasn't the reason they broke up. I don't think, but she was appalled by it. <clears throat> Can you just imagine getting the waitress who just says, 
fuck your money. Yeah. <laughs> just sweep it off the table and say, well, yeah. well okay, now, now I'm at zero. What can I get yeah. for you? <laughs> you know, just let them know it's the, the worst. But you were saying, Bobby, that it's up to uh, parents to teach their children how to tip. And I really believe that uh, there have been times when like Cullen was in charge of paying whoever it was, you know, the delivery person. And he'd come back and, and say, well, you know, what did you do about the tip? And he goes, what's that? You know, <laughs> what was I supposed oh, no. to do? And we've had to go back to places like the next day. And uh, I know I've, I've stood there and made them look up the order that was delivered to wherever we were and then said this $5 goes to X employee who we stiffed last night and Cullen has learned and now he's very conscious of it. And he's a, he's at least from what I can tell a decent tipper. He, he's, he's pretty guileless, but uh, so I don't think he's, <laughs> he's up there in Denton like stiffing people, but um uh, we think we've got him on the right track, but yes, people teach your kids how to tip. Tell them. Remi- uh, remind me over the summer, he worked a sandwich shop. Yeah. A uh, local chain called Delaware subs. And he worked, that- worked for tips. Oh, exactly. That's what I'm about to ask. Is that the kind of place that had a tip cup out or. Yeah. And he, I feel like that's all the well. difference. My mom waited tables when I was a kid. Uh-huh. Yeah. And my lunch money real quick. came out of her apron. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So I always I overtip for if they're good. I overtip if they look like they're having a bad day. Mm-hmm. Right. I overtip the drivers if the weather's bad. You know. Yeah. Yeah. That, take care of people. Exactly. Exactly. It's a life lesson from Little Red Bandwagon on this Saturday night. Uh we get a voicemail from the Stewbot, the first of several <laughs> this week. <laughs> um I'm almost not sure who he wants to win this game tomorrow. Well, I listen to the sportive and they are kind of a self-loathing fan base. Uh, they've, they've been kicked around for quite a while. And, you know, this, this used to be the kind of fan that, that died in the wool Seahawk fan was, but now, you know, we're different because we've had some success, including the ultimate success of the Super Bowl since, you know, the dawn of time. But Minnesota, they've been going through some terrible things with with the Vikings for a long time. And then as recently as last year, the Adrian Peterson thing, I just don't think they can visualize themselves winning this game or going on to have even more success in the playoffs. Right. That's fair. But at least he's got a joking spirit about it. Yeah. Yeah. It, <laughs> I know he wants them to win. He desperately wants right. them to win. I mean, he won't say that, but he does. Uh, we also we get an email from Dr. Jim on calories, which is insightful, but just too much diet talk for me this week. Yeah. Uh, and we get live as the show is happening, Andrew, a text from his landlord about wearing his shoes too early in the morning around his apartment. Might have been the most interesting moment of the week. Mm-hmm. Yep. <laughs> um, I'm just so glad that we don't live in an apartment anymore our last apartment was on the top floor of a building specifically because we didn't want to have to hear the people above us. Well, I think what's happening now too is all you have to do is click a mouse. Sorry, click a mouse. How old am I? All you have to, it's one click away to complain about something and you'd never have to pick up a phone or knock on somebody's door and talk to them. We've set up these systems 
where people, you know, you feel comfortable just making that complaint and then, you know, peering out your window and seeing if they're still smoking or whatever. Right. I'm picturing you tapping your complaint away in Morse code. (laughs) (laughs) Click. Beep, 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 beep. Yeah. Boy, that would piss your neighbor off, wouldn't it? Just running Morse code all night. I had, uh, when I I was out of college and I was living with my brother and his girlfriend in a condo in Kirkland and we were the upstairs neighbor and our downstairs neighbors would complain about uh, my brother's girlfriend walking around like in her heels or, or, you know, whatever hard shoes or whatever. And they would cut them up and, and knock and complain. And one night they came up and complained. Uh, I didn't answer the door. My brother answered the door and <laughs> he turned around after he talked to them and he said, uh, you're peeing too loud. <laughs> that is one of the many reasons I can't stand apartment living. I've heard that before. Yeah. Be from my, my upstairs neighbor. Yeah. Okay. Well, I'll keep it down then. Yeah. Let me- Wait, I'm so, uh, just to clarify, Meredith, you heard your neighbor peeing or you heard a complaint no. from your neighbor about your peeing? <laughs> no, I've heard neighbors upstairs scream. peeing. <laughs> and I, I, it's just the way sound travels, especially through like, you know, pipes. It makes sense that you could hear it. Yeah. Um, yeah. Just the way Bud Light travels through your yeah. roommate. And, yeah. and and I'm sure it is annoying. Who wants to listen to strangers? But there's pee? nothing you can do about right. that. Right. So what are you complaining about? Uh, Move uh, to a house if you hate it that much. That's what I did. I'll knock off the peeing. I'm going to go get a Gatorade bottle right now. <laughs> oh, back to college. All right. <laughs> Uh, nothing else interesting was discussed on that episode. So let's go to Wednesday, 2027, lick the ticket, shave the beard. Uh, the guys were apparently on the radio in LA. That's actually a tape I'd like to hear. I didn't go back to try to find it. But Did they ever get back to talking about it? No, not really. Okay. Cause they just said they were talking about rain and that's all I had know. to be on, on bean show, right? No, I think they're on Madeline, uh, oh, right. Madeline brand show. Right, yeah. Right. So I wonder if I wonder if Andrew also held the microphone up to his window to talk about rain. <laughs> oh, I hope so. He uh, should have on the sink, right? I mean, just he could have made do. He could have, you know, turned on the bathroom sink and just mm-hmm. he could have just started peeing until his neighbors came up. <laughs> oh, fuck. Fine, fuck those people. Uh, Luke went to the hateful eight alone, uh, and Andrew conjures up this fantasy of of. Uh, Caulfield-esque life. Um, do you guys do stuff like that alone? Oh, you mean like I've, wander around or just or go to the movies? Well, going to the movies is kind of a is kind of a thing. I mean, you're yeah. not going to go bowling alone or go on other <laughs> dates alone, but right, 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 right. Uh, unless you're looking for Gary's mom. But <laughs> yeah, she has going on. Yeah, I don't go to movies by myself usually. I don't know if I ever have. I I feel like, yeah, that would probably be a bad thing for a woman. Like doing stuff alone for a woman. I mean, I'm I'm sorry, dark but it's still room. not safe. No. You know, it's yeah. not. I don't know. I wouldn't yeah. want my daughter doing it. Had I do it. most of my, you know, I do a ton of errands and 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 stuff like that alone. But that's that's a little different. Yeah, and you're right. sitting somewhere for a couple hours for someone to creep on you. You're not on the move. 
Right. Yeah. Even sitting in a coffee shop or something, if you've got a laptop out, that's fine. Or reading a book. But uh, once you go into the social scenes, sitting no, you in have bar to alone, earbuds in. Yeah. Just wear my recording headphones wherever I go. Leave me the fuck alone. Mm-hmm. Uh, I can't remember how they got into Bull Commander. Um, the, a preview that he thought he that's what they were saying it instead was, of bullshit. Yeah, they had right. it, it, because he was, I don't know, he was at a really hard R movie, so I don't know why they would show a trailer where they yeah. would say Bull Commander instead of bullshit. And also, syllables don't really match up there. The length of the... The phrase. Well, we're taking him on his word that it was Bull Commander, and I, I kind of doubt that. Oh, right, the drunkenness and the yeah, yeah. He ate, right. he was he ate an apple and then he for his audience, and he was drunk. Yeah. Uh, what was it, Bull Commander Two? More Commander, <laughs> Legend of Curly's Gold. <laughs> I didn't know how that wasn't the episode title. Yeah, their title made no sense today. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't remember hearing that. Lick the ticket, shave the beard. I missed. I missed why that happened. Yeah, I think. And I yeah, it, pretty closely. This the, that's a terrible title. It was very much in passing. It was something about uh, buy, take the ticket, buy the ticket, take the ride, or right, something. Yeah. yeah, I don't know. Uh, Luke works his VB six into the Blue Apron spot. Of course he does. Which I feel like is a deterrent for Blue Apron. <laughs> It shows that he'll work uh, VB6 into any conversation or monologue. Yeah, it's only a matter of time. And it'll probably go over really well in Portland. They'll be really mad at him for the way he spends his dinners. (laughs) Right. Before the show, I was a vegan. And after the show, I'm a heathen. Top story is Twitter considering to go to 5,000 characters. Uh I, I tweet occasionally. It's mostly pictures. 10,000? 10, 10, was it 10? 10. I'm bad at numbers this episode. <laughs> it's always 10,000. Yeah, I think it's 10,000. Uh, um, well, so I think the real news here is. What does that the, mean, though? What does that mean? I mean. That means it's going to be Facebook, exactly but, Facebook. But uh, do you just get a preview? Just I mean, would the would Twitter just stay the way it presented to you visually. And then if you clicked on it, there was a potential of 10,000 characters. You're like, you're going to see someone's manifesto. I don't understand how it's going to work, but I'm the, what's a tweeter guy. Yeah. Yeah. You, yeah. You don't really use it. And I think the real news here is that they lost that drop. Yeah. Yeah. That was, have we not gotten over lost drops? Uh, well, I mean, I'm sure our archivists can, pick up the slack on that i find it isolate it give it to them i mean come on uh i actually appreciated i'm gonna move on because i don't have any commentary about twitter uh i appreciated the uh layered tom petty joke yes i almost would have suggested that for clip of the week i think the scientist thing was better but they did a good job going back and forth you know for two guys who i think both claim to not really like tom petty they seem to know the catalog really well. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. They do. Uh, and which one of them didn't know what a Sanyo was? Andrew, because why would he? Andrew's fancy. D- I, did Sanyo ever make cassette tapes? Because then he would know. Oh, I think they did. Oh. Yeah. 
No, it was Sony. It wasn't. There was no. There were no Sanyo tapes. I don't think. Okay, sharpshoot. Well, fair enough. Please, uh, Patricia, but, uh, sharpshoot us on that one. <laughs> yes, please. Um, the band LCD Sound System is back after a short, long breakup. Did you guys know they left? No. Nope. Me either. And we get an argument about the definition of kerning. Not argument. An investigation, a, a delving into the definition of kerning. Isn't it like uh, wearing black horn glasses and a fancy cowboy shirt to the 2000s show? Isn't that kerning? No, that's kerning. Uh, sorry. Sorry. Uh, not to be confused with caking. Oh, caking, right. That's caking. Right. Caking is kernzing, but kerning I always get caking, kernzing, and letting all mixed up. Yeah. Yeah. It's a nightmare. Uh, Stubot's latest voicemail features quite the commercial for after these messages. Mm-hmm. Are you guys listening to after these messages? I am. I am. Yeah. we were, Emily and I were listening to the latest episode today. I really like it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, me too. I I think what I hoped was happen would happen is happening. It sounds like they're both getting more comfortable. Yeah. Yeah. They weren't like really uncomfortable from the start, but they rushed a little and now they they're relaxed. It's nice. Mm-hmm. Right. Uh, it's nice when they have other people in. I, I don't know that it always has to be Aaron Mason, but I think it's nice when they have other people in. <laughs> He's a good guest, though. I like him. He does love commercials. It's not just a gimmick to get their friend on. It seems like he really knows his stuff. But I'm sure there are other people who would be good guests too. <clears throat> I don't what? I would like to be on the show. <laughs> uh we get a string of David Burbank texts, which just makes me think that he's yet another person who should be on No Point Conversion instead of Luke and oh Andrew. Oh my god, <laughs> yes. Please. <laughs> Uh, and we start playing the Tony Rizzo tape. Wow, that guy. Yeah. He's going to die early. <laughs> and suddenly. Yeah. I look forward to the Cleveland Browns winning a Super Bowl and just, you know, that guy can just shut up. You know, he can just. Won't shut up. <laughs> He'll never shut up. <laughs> He's going to lose all his money because they'll have put it all against the team. I don't think it's a shtick at this point. They were saying it's a shtick. I think the guy, you know, I mean, it's the volume is for the cheap seats, but what he's saying, what he's feeling is real. Right. Yeah. He's, I think he's genuinely frustrated. <clears throat> oh, it definitely is. Do you think that Super Bowl is going to come in the robot football era or sooner? <laughs> uh, no, no, I, I don't. Actually, I really, I said I look forward to it. I actually don't think it's going to happen. <laughs> uh, Thursday, 2028, Thomas, the Midnight Freeze Train. TBTL is eight years old with a shout out to Christy Wise, our faithful co-host on The Men Tonight, uh, who maybe if not for her, they wouldn't have realized they were eight years yeah, old. There's no way. There is no way. Andrew's pretty good about checking all the Facebook in. Yeah. He always catches uh, on to that stuff. <laughs> this is the day that Andrew is hung over because he went drinking at the bar that had bingo. Yeah. And who is that lady that doesn't uh, like bingo? Yeah, I don't know. What what can you what beef can you have with it? I don't I don't find it like compelling. Well, the beef is that it's 
boring, right? Yeah, yeah. It at worst it's dull. Yeah. But I hate it. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Uh my trivia company also offers a couple of other games and one of them is bingo. And there was one bar that had it and dropped it recently and they switched to another game. And I heard that the host was so happy <laughs> to not have to host bingo anymore. Have you ever uh, I hosted can't even bingo? I've no, I've never hosted. I've never hosted any of the other games. Hmm. Uh, I believe it was replaced with a family feud style, but not family feud game. And I was just excited for that host to get to do their best Steve Harvey. Mm-hmm. That guy doesn't even look real to me. Like, no, I've, he looks airbrushed. I've, he looks like Mr. Potato Head. It's crazy. His teeth I've, are definitely not real. I've never thought any of him is real. <laughs> Until he made that mistake. Then I, then I thought maybe he's real. Maybe he's not a robot. Right. Maybe he was misprogrammed. Robot would have nailed it. <laughs> uh, Andrew went to the gym, either hungover or still drunk. To sweat out the booze. It works. I've done it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Archer? I can't imagine what the people around me must think when I've done that, though. I'm sure it smells great. Have you yeah. ever, um, like, been so hungover and at the gym that you felt like uh, unsteady on any of the equipment or while you were running or whatever you're doing? Yeah, of course. <laughs> uh, and the times it's happened, I wonder if it's like, uh, like I think I'm going real fast and working real hard, but in reality, I'm just sort of <laughs> slouched over an elliptical waiting for somebody to yell at me to go home. <laughs> uh, I think the real news from Thursday in the midst of all of the fitness talk again is that Luke is eating fruit and vegetables. Wow. And that it's a novel concept that that's a good idea. Jesus Christ, Luke. I know. We just let that breathe for a second. Mm-hmm. Um, I know that Andrew's birthday is a mystery for the ages for TBTL, but the fact that Luke didn't know when Andrew's birthday was is really disconcerting. Yeah, he wasn't even close. He didn't even have the season right. Right. I think that's by design. Andrew doesn't want him to know. But it's easily obtainable material. Am I right, Bobby? Am I right? Oh, yeah. 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 Well, of course. But my mom is very similar to Andrew. She doesn't want anyone to acknowledge or celebrate her birthday. So she often will take the day off of work just so she doesn't have to deal with her coworkers. I like her style. Telling her happy birthday. And she hid the date from them for as long as she could, like two or three years when she started her most recent job. Yeah. All it takes is one mole in HR to screw you on that. It it makes her deeply uncomfortable. I'm not big on celebrating my birthday either. If we hadn't recorded the last episode on my birthday, I probably wouldn't have acknowledged it on mic at all. But, um, you know, people are going to find out. Mm-hmm. I think the trick with me is it's not on my Facebook page. So I get this slow trickle of people who happen to see the other posts from people who knew. And it sort of goes out that way. But similarly, you don't want to be the guy who you hear from your friend. Why didn't you tell me it was your birthday? <laughs> I think we owe it to ourselves to birthday roll, Andrew, in some way. I'm already thinking about it. Yeah, I knew you would be. We'll come up with something. <laughs> well, because he's going to have a big one coming up. Yep. Yep. Yeah. So. All right. 
thinking caps um we'll get back to you everybody <laughs> uh as if there wasn't enough fucking diet talk in this episode the top story is tom brady and giselle's uh super intense diet with no nightshades although it doesn't actually sound that much more super in, you know if you had a personal chef you'd probably ask him to cook healthy things for you all the time too mm-hmm. i think it's the exclusions that are just throwing people for a loop like no tomatoes that seems strange that's a sports thing yeah so you think it's him and not her i thought it was like supermodel diet not n- no maybe. it's the the point of the diet is it's an anti-inflammation diet which in football, that's your biggest problem is when you're playing that high impact of a sport every week, your body, all the muscles become inflamed from contact. And you don't want, you want to eat foods that will help you reduce inflammation and you'll not want to eat foods that you think will increase inflammation. Although it's pretty tenuous, tomatoes are one of the things that well, I spent some time researching this today, and I couldn't find a single thing. Yeah, I, I, I'm not. <laughs> and, saying, I'm not saying there's really anything behind it, but that's the thinking in sports. Yeah, yeah. Hey, uh, Tom Brady has his own army of nutritionists and personal trainers who are on the Patriots' payroll, much to the chagrin of people around here. Mm-hmm. Uh, beyond the team staff, the guy nicknamed the Deflator got fired, but he still has all his nutrition people on staff. Oh, I'm sure. Yeah. Yes. Uh, and I found out recently Tom Brady, so that you see him in those TB12 hats when he does press, that's his like uh, physical therapy training company. And their offices are at Patriot Place, which is like the shopping center built into Gillette Foxborough. Mm-hmm. So there's nothing shady going on there. Oh, of course not. I mean, everything's... Uh- up above the board, the contract, he makes what he makes from the Patriots. He gets his checks and that's it. There's no other arrangement going on. There's nothing else that keeps his salary at a point where they can still afford to bring in other top free agent talent. It's all above board, Bobby, because that's the way the Patriots operate. They're always above board. They're honest, good businessmen. Just handshake is the deal with the Patriots. Boss tens, I love you, but I'm not sorry. <laughs> uh, Andrew wants to be helicopter rich. Mm. Uh, I think I'd still fly first class over private jet. Uh, unless I really had to get somewhere. Like if I wasn't busy, because I like the social interaction. Who are you going to give chocolates to? The crew's already getting paid by you if you <laughs> right. fly private. Right. <laughs> Uh, I'll be doing the show from Atlanta next weekend, by the way. So we can, uh, we'll see how the the latest airline adventures and travel go. Mm. Um, Did I ever tell you guys about my chocolate situation? I asked you about, about it, Bobby. Remember when I was in the airport? Yes. You were looking for delivery advice. Yeah. Cause it, it was the handoff that was making me nervous. Right. And this was actually the flight that was evacuated unfortunately. Um, but when we were first sitting down, you know how there's often, well, this was Southwest and, and it's kind of a free for all first come first serve seating. And so there was a stewardess in the middle of the plane kind of, you know, directing people and helping people. And she had a free second. And before, you know, somebody else came down the aisle, I kind of said, here, these are for you. Thank you for all the work that you do. 
and that was like the perfect time. There would have been no other time to do it. And the flight turned into a disaster, but I did get one free drink out of it. Okay. Paid for yeah. the chocolate. Yeah. Well, oh. no, not at all. Oh. It was an $18 vodka soda. Oh, no. Wow. That's some nice chocolates. What were they, by the way? Because uh, Emily has interest in this. She she wants to know. She always wants to know what people are giving. Well, the reason they were so expensive is because I didn't think about it until I was at the airport. Oh, oh that's tough. So that was like mistake numero uno. So they it was were eight dollar box of chocolates that you paid eighteen. It, for. Yeah, yeah. It was dark right. chocolate covered uh, caramel and pecans. I think. Mm. Uh, I use. Now I'm hungry. <laughs> I use the a small plastic box of Ferraro Rocher. Sometimes like the variety mm-hmm. pack, there's usually like 12 of them in there. I'd eat that. Or, uh, or I'll use a bag of the, um, the truffles, like the standard truffle candies that you see at uh, CVS or whatever. Right. And they're usually like five bucks a bag or something. And I and wanted to the go to, bag I, can get. I wanted to go to Trader Joe's ahead of time and get, cause they have great chocolate. But I just didn't have time that day, so. Yeah. Uh, I've said this before, but it bears repeating. I think the the best things you can do for that are candy that's individually wrapped within its larger container so that it's easier for them to share. Yeah. And candy that's sort of wrapped up, sealed. Right. So that it's not like um, the razor and the apple Halloween candy situation. Right. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's already been sealed. And also, the sharing situation is good if everything's individually wrapped because you don't want to like have some bin of chocolates that you don't know if whose Dick Skinner's have been in there. Right. <laughs> exactly. My thought. Uh, I have a, I have a Seattle centric question. I'm hoping Mike, you can from your history do this without Christy here. Mm-hmm. How is it possible that Luke didn't watch Frasier? <laughs> it's a show about a talk radio host uh, in Seattle. Yeah, but um, I mean, it, here's the thing, like Luke's a funny guy. Frazier's a pretty funny show. He probably should have watched it. You know, he would enjoy it, but you know, once something gets by you, it gets by you. What's he going to do? You know, go catch up on cheers. The thing about like Seattle it being based in Seattle, so much stuff is based in Seattle and it's either shot, you know, on a soundstage like Frazier or it's shot in Vancouver um, right. So I don't get excited. I'm not going to speak for Luke, but I don't get excited about shows set in Seattle. Uh, like I, I think I got tricked into or was sitting uh, in the room when Emily watched Grey's Anatomy once and I saw palm trees in one of the freeway <laughs> montages. <laughs> and I was like, uh, yeah, Seattle, not a, not a big draw here for me. Not getting a lot of my Seattle fix. All right. I guess that's fair enough. As soon well, as I- the other thing is, I don't think, I think Luke's TV lived in a closet under lock yeah, and key yeah. when Frasier was on. Yeah. All right. I guess I give him a pass for that then. Uh, or we could start a new podcast where we watch an episode of Frasier and then break it down with a special guest each episode. <laughs> I like it. <laughs> Uh, what else from Thursday? Oh, an email from friend of our show, Will the Dairy Farmer. Yes. I was hoping he would chime in. I really was too. I, when Luke mentioned him, uh, I was a little heartbroken thinking that he would never hear it. 
Yeah. And I was glad to hear that he's back on the TBTL wagon. Well, I think I helped with that because when we did our show, I, uh, I let him know the show we did reviewing his, uh, episode. I let him know through Twitter. Cause that's the only way I'm in touch with him. And then, um, I think they mentioned him at some point around then. And I, let him know. And I gave him the link to that show. And I think he started listening again then. So now he heard it when they referenced it. Well, Will is a delight. And uh, I guess, yeah, really only indirectly a friend of our show, but I'll extend the invitation directly. Will, if you want to come on Little Red Bandwagon, we would be happy to take your hot takes straight (laughs) from the utter. Right. Yeah, And I think, Will, the, the dairy farmer, he needs to let them know, especially Luke, that it's not okay to say milk. Oh, boy. Luke does that all the time. It drives us nuts. Milk. Mm-hmm. Drinking milk. That's a West Coast thing, isn't it? I think it is. I don't, I, I never caught that disease, but it's rampant out there. Yeah. Do all of the Wills that listen have profession tied names? <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> Because all I can think of is Will the Dairy Farmer and Will the Pilot. Right, right. Somewhere out there, there's a there's a Will the Certified Public Accountant mm-hmm. or Will the Massage Therapist. Mm-hmm. Wills, if you're out there, let us know your profession and that's how we'll refer to you. Absolutely. We got another voicemail from Stubot followed by some Luda. Actually, Missy Elliott featuring Luda. Mm-hmm. Uh, I really we- enjoyed Stubot's uh, Seattle Burns. <laughs> oh, right. That's this one. I, they're all running together in my mind. Uh, I wrote down Space Noodle <laughs> and Oklahoma City Thunder. You well, know, yeah. Meredith, why do you hurt me? Why do you bring that up? I, we could have gotten through this show without you saying it. I'm sorry. No, you're not. I can. Tell no, you. I'm not. Friday, 2029, apropos of not very much. The Facebook whining about the Tony Rizzo tape has come back around and come onto the show. Um, I have the same stand on this that I have about a lot of things the guys do, even if it's not my favorite thing, which is it's their show. (laughs) And I know that sounds silly as a fan, but like, it's just like the diet talk too. like, we'll grit through it a whole week if it was a little much, but um, yeah, I mean, I feel like Sometimes you make fun of something so long that it becomes you. And I had that concern with Luke saying bro every day for like a month. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but the Tony Rizzo tape's going to pass. Yeah. You know, football season's going to be over soon. It'll be over. I would just say grin and bear it. Just, Haven't they played this guy before, though? Yeah, they have. So we're going to have to just hear him every once in a while. But Well, the you... little snippets, I think, are fine. I think it was like yeah. the three-minute clip that, that people weren't happy about. Yeah, it was a bit much. I know. I'm a TBTL apologist with these things. I, I don't care. I just, it'll be okay. Yeah. Yeah. I'm fine. I don't think we'll be wearing the Tony Rizzo mask long enough that it, we will become Tony Rizzo. Right. No. I also think we have a lot of listeners who have never spent a considerable amount of time listening to talk new uh, sports radio. <laughs> right. That's pretty And so clear. this is jarring for them, but it's, they're all trying to be Tony Rizzo in one way or another. Mm-hmm. Uh, Luke's the one who's hung over this time. and we have a breakdown of the song once bitten twice shy along with some donovan oh god that was awful you know you all know i hate music 
Um, yes. I hit a new low during this conversation. I, I hated music so much. Me too. So I, I shouldn't ask you guys which version of Once Bitten Twice Shy is your favorite. Uh, once the second version started, it was instantly my favorite because the first yep. version had the ended. The first was so bad. <laughs> uh, it's Andrew and Genevieve's 15 year anniversary. So is that Sex Day or is he secretive about that as well? No, it's not. I don't remember when Sex Day is, but isn't it around? I thought it was the day before Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Right. Okay. Uh, Andrew has an Xbox. Luke has a fancy Xfinity remote. Xfinity. Yeah. Xfinity. That doesn't sound like a company. That sounds like a company in a movie. It's not a company. Yeah, it's, it's not. A product service, offered right? by Comcast. Yeah, yeah, yeah it's a service. Right? <clears throat> They changed the name of the outdoor amphitheater near here from Comcast Center to Xfinity Center. So they're really owning that name. It's just they're faster, different video on demand, different. I have a couple friends who work at Comcast, so I've heard about this extensively. Does everyone hate them? No. That's good. Surprisingly not. And, you know, they were talking about customer service. I've got a buddy who has just actually got a new job at Comcast as a customer service rep, and he's getting extensive training on how to not be a dick on the phone to people. <laughs> well, it's, I think time Warner is the gold standard of suck. Yes. In the cable industry. So I grew up Tom, with time Warner. Comcast can, can do whatever the fuck they want and they'll never be mm -hmm. as bad as time Warner. Uh, Rhode Island is a little outpost of Cox country. Ah. So uh, just over the border here, a mile away, they're Xfinity, but Rhode Island is all uh, Cox Cable. And can so I, we get them. And can I get Cox. back to the Xfinity name? It just sounds like something like there are 25 white guys and one white woman in a boardroom. Is like, What sounds cool? What sounds like something? It's got to be extreme. Yeah. What will the kids buy? And it goes forever. So. <laughs> Jesus Christ, that name pisses me off. I, irrationally. I don't, I can't take it. Yeah. Do you think these guys just um, were uh, doing their daily fantasy leagues for several months and then had the day before their pitch meeting to. <laughs> yeah. yeah. <laughs> uh, Friday is such a mishmash. Luke shit on ways. He uh, shot on Siri, and I would just like to take this opportunity to say that I use Siri all the time. So do I. I get and I like it a lot. I've never. She does a great job reading my text messages. Yeah. Yes. I, she times the brewing of my coffee every morning. Ooh, look at you. That's yeah. That's impressive. I don't use Siri often enough. We should get her to fill in for Christy on this show. I bet we could do that. Uh. Siri, can you giggle? Yeah. <laughs> Siri, can you giggle for us? I thought so. Whoa. <laughs> yeah, we should have rehearsed this. That sounded kind of aggressive <laughs> on her on her part. <laughs> um, yeah, I thought so. Uh, what did you do? <laughs> uh, well, yeah. <laughs> I was waiting for you to ask me that. <laughs> uh, the top story is the news clip interview of the $800 million Powerball ticket buyer guy. Who wants what? Hookers and blow? Is that what he said? Yeah, he said <laughs> cocaine. Hookers and cocaine. I, or yeah. 
which was a perfectly honest answer. I don't think he was trying to mess with her. No. He, oh, I don't either. Uh, he was not messing with her. He of seemed course. fully unashamed. Later on, that- we pay our student loans, but tonight. Right. <laughs> I, I showed that clip to Sam today because the video, uh, the audio doesn't do the video justice. The guy really looks the part. <laughs> like, he looks like a nice enough, normal white guy with a trim beard, but just kind of working class and... You know, if my life was different, I said to her, that would have been my answer, too. Yeah. <laughs> you know, live it up. Uh, I did not buy a Powerball ticket. I just honestly forgot. I just don't do it normally, so I didn't think to go get one today. Meredith, I didn't you? either. No. We almost got one today. Not me, but uh, Emily, somehow it penetrated the household that the Powerball was up to enough money to make it worth our while. Because, like, 500 million. <laughs> Right. Who needs 500? Yeah, who cares? <laughs> right. So uh, Emily has a thing now about lottery, like wanted everyone to send her scratchers. And, you know, we are near retirement just on that alone. But uh, her plan, because she she wants to get more fit, um, you know, while she's doing the, the radiation and the chemotherapy, she also wants to exercise and try to be more fit. And she said that she was going to combine her her fitness with her her financial goals and walk to the bodega to get um, some Powerball tickets. <laughs> goals. <laughs> yeah. Yes. She knows you can't scratch a Powerball ticket, right? <laughs> I, she doesn't seem to know much about. It. She's figured out most of the scratchers now, but I, I don't think she really. Is knows it the scratching much. she likes or the playing? And, and honestly, it was the scratching. And yeah. she has a thing for that. And also, uh, you know, you get things in the mail with tears. You know, instead of just an envelope, you get like a tear. Oh on yeah, your yeah, hand yeah, or whatever. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah. Oh, that's fun. She loves those tears. So we should just be signing Emily up for as much junk mail as possible. <laughs> Guys, if she ever finds out about pull tabs, we're sunk. We're financially ruined. <laughs> Don't take her to the savage <laughs> Gambling combined with tears. It's... Uh. Oh, uh, speaking of junk mail, uh, just a heads up for anyone. Someone, I think I mentioned recently, signed me up to get a phone call from the Mormons. <laughs> Oh, great. You had that. Uh, did I not go over that on the show? I thought I did. I got a call like a week ago uh, asking me if I had, when I filled out my form, if I was interested in a free Bible or a free Book of Mormon because they couldn't tell. That's news to me. Yeah, and I had not heard that. I just said back to her, uh, now I said I wasn't interested, but that if she wanted to offer me free Book of Mormon tickets, that would be great. Oh, I think I read <laughs> that on Twitter or or on your yeah, yeah. page. Uh, and we actually had a good laugh about that. The person who talked to clearly a good sense of humor, but this morning, uh, a Jehovah's witness came to my door to offer me some, some free reading materials. Do you think they're connected though? I don't know if they're connected, but it wasn't like two guys in black suits. It was, uh, an, uh, a slightly older man and his young daughter, like five-year-old hmm. daughter. So if they were working through the neighborhood together, uh, he was definitely using her as a don't be rude and slam the door on my face <laughs> tool. Well, for a, for a, uh, this might be bad of me, but I'm assuming, was he a black man? No. So in Detroit, 
it's always old black church ladies who come to your door. Yeah, we get, we get. And so when you said that, I assumed it was a black man traveling alone and, and having a child with him would probably be the safest option for him, for his bodily right. <laughs> safety, for not getting shot. Mm-hmm. No, That's the first thing I thought of. No, this guy, this guy was so white, he could just walk right through Salt Lake City undetected. Okay. Yeah. Um, and the girl, cute daughter he introduced me to his daughter and i said hi and he asked me if he could give me some some materials to read and he started giving his spiel and not stopping so that i could interrupt him mm-hmm. and i finally just looked at him very politely and i said you can hand me anything you want to hand me but you have to do it in the next five seconds <laughs> and he very nervously like shuffled out two little booklets and handed them to me and i was like okay thank you and then i shut the door so but you don't think it was related to the original prank i don't know for sure but um, just a heads up, because I'm still not quite sure who signed me up for that. So thank you, well, whoever <laughs> filled out a Bible Book of Mormon uh, request for me. I want to feel sorry for you, Bobby. I really do. But having recently found out that you signed me up for a subscription to Ebony Magazine, which has been arriving at my door for at least a year, delivered by my black mailman. No. Yeah. You know, I told that to Sam today and she said, no, you're talking about Josh. And I said, no, I'm not. I'm talking about Mike. My, and it turns out I also did that to my friend, Josh, and he lives in St. <laughs> Louis and he also has a black mailman. Oh, yes. no. And he told us that over the holidays. I, I was excited that we were getting a new mailman, but then turns out it's just another black man who's going to find <laughs> out that I get Ebony magazine. Well, can't you cancel it? I, it's, it's uh, so much work. I know <laughs> you forget about it instantly. And then you see it, you see the guy delivered it and you go, Oh shit. You know, at the, you know, at the, at the best, at, at best, I hope that he thinks that I'm really into black chicks. I, yeah, I don't think jet was one of the choices. Do you ever have to look him in the eye when he hands you the mail? <laughs> yeah, that has happened. I've been like out yeah. watering the lawn or doing something with my car and someone, you know, he'll walk. Oh, how you doing? Here's your ebony. Here's your ebony. <laughs> <laughs> You're welcome. Did you, th- did you ever think that through or did you just. I was drunk. <laughs> no, no, I'm, no, I'm, I'm, I'm recognizing no, the game here. No, this I never, good. I never worked through the process of who might have to hand you. <laughs> uh no it's just the selection for my united airline miles i'll never use to fly with <clears throat> so um if anyone out there is getting uh issues of western horsemen it's because i found your address while i was drunk <laughs> uh the hodgepodge of friday also includes livewire talk the band a tribe called red uh, talk from the show Garbage Time on that Johnny F and football pick that we now talked that, about. From- that thing, uh, a tribe called Red. That, that was were they Indians and they were self referring as Red. It was a Native American band, right? Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah, they're yeah. actually the uh, Washington football team's in house halftime show. Ooh, good to know. A tribe called the R Word. <laughs> God, if if we could make that our show title. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, right. Yeah, it was cool sound. Yeah, yeah, it was. Yeah. I'd never heard of them. I like the idea. Yeah. I'd like to hear their version of Once Bitten, Twice Shot. 
<laughs> uh, garbage time, JFF pick broken down. Uh, Luke thinks he's going to get hit on by the Zappos lady. That was interesting. They, I didn't even know they had stores. Well, I think it was uh, over the phone. Really? Customer support. Okay. He wanted okay. to return. Yeah, they they have overly friendly customer service. That's very true. What kind? I mean, what? Give me an example. How? Like, do they flirt with you, Meredith? Like, no, they're very. They're just very buddy buddy. You know, they're very much like we're just two people hanging out and we're just talking. We're friends now. I don't like that. No, they're extremely casual and very chirpy and cheerful. Nope. You're it's gonna, hard to deal with. You're going to find out that they're terrible tippers and that you had to loan them 20 bucks. It <laughs> it kind of, uh, it reminds me of like when you're getting some, like you call for service on your laptop or whatever it is. And it's something that's going to take a couple minutes to load or to test or whatever. And, the chit chatters, no thanks. I like it when they just say, "Hold on," and they put me on mute. Yes, and let me just sit there and listen to nothing. Right, right, right. It's That's sad. Fine. It's sad, but yes, I'm more interested in nothing than you. Right, <laughs> right. Uh, Friday wraps up with an email from a listener who appreciated uh, some toilet talk earlier in the week. Uh, because she has a story from her husband exploding her parents' septic system on like the second time they met. That was amazing. <laughs> oh, that poor guy. I agree. That's on the parents. How oh, could you totally. put someone in that situation? And he shouldn't feel bad for that. It, it probably would have happened anyway. Yeah. Yeah. It could have just happened completely on its own. Yeah. He was just the tip of the shit spear. <laughs> Uh, uh, we get one more stupid voicemail that came in the middle of music for your weekend introspective a little bit uh, and music for your weekend Andrew with a an unplugged version of Taylor Swift's blank space Luke with the band the wild reads and uh, listener James submits a, a new song by Grimes I said I wasn't going to write those down anymore and then I did so that was your music for your weekend <laughs> it's a service thank you Bobby Appreciate it. I do what I can. Anything else from the week, guys? God, no. Let's get out. Yeah. yeah. I, I have one note. I intentionally didn't say when it happened during the week because I wanted it to be worth fighting for. Uh, but I am going to mention it because it's Luke's fuck up and it's worth throwing out there. Uh, he rather blatantly mentioned his street name. That was, was that his street name or was that the name of the street where he goes walking? It wasn't clear to me. Well, it's a street. Because I heard it. It's a street on Alabama Hill. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm sure it's, we're, we're triangulating his position you, easily. You know what, Bobby? I wasn't paying much attention to that part of it because, you know, I'm, I'm not trying to figure out where he lives. And when you wrote in our chat, our, our show chat, Luke's street name, I went back and tried to listen to see that he'd revealed something like, like his cool nickname, like his, his <laughs> oh, like his, his Lucas real name. as the streets. <laughs> yeah, because I think you wrote like one fifty five in. Luke reveals his street name. Not, well, you not, just not, gave not, away the episode. Well, well, they've all were there. All felt that long this week, but so I still hadn't put it together. And now you guys are talking about the street that he lives in. Just say it. Come on, save people the time. Uh. 
uh, well, no, I, I'll leave it out there for people. You can bug right. me if you need All it. All right. Uh, but, you know, my point is Bellingham's probably still small enough where if you just wrote his name in that street, it would probably get to him. But that sure. reminded me, you guys talking about Luke's street name, reminded me that there was a throwaway line toward the end of, I think it was Friday show, when Luke said, I would love to stay here and talk about this subject with you, Andrew, but I have to go see a real estate lawyer. And yes. it was about his basement, about his flooding. And it made me think, um, I mean, real estate contracts, very, you know, almost impenetrable. But if there's ever been a house that has been sold that was, you know, that should be litigated. I mean, this is like the making a murder of, of, of real estate transactions. I'm incredulous over the whole thing. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah. If you can ever sue for buyer's remorse, this is it. <laughs> right. Right. If that were grounds. <laughs> but, but you can't tell me there wasn't some miscarriage of justice somewhere in the middle of, of all this, them getting this house. Somebody fucked up so badly and should pay. But unfortunately, right now, it just looks like Luke and Carrie are the fuck ups and they're going to pay. But I hope they can find someone else to take at least some of the fall. This sounds so expensive. All this sounds so expensive. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, let's go on to some business. Let's wrap this up quick. We actually managed to talk for quite some time about a really lackluster week at TV. <laughs> sorry. It was me. <laughs> it was all me. I'm sorry. Uh, without Christy, I'll just uh, throw out there that uh, we have an ongoing challenge from listener and friend of our hearts, Jack Taylor, uh, for folks who are pursuing milestone goals in archiving between now and the end of the month. I know Christy put a call out there on the social medias in the last couple of days. If you're working on a week, I think in 2012, and you don't think you're going to finish before the end of January, let her know and we'll swap you out with another week. Uh, we have archivists who are eager, uh, historians who are eager to meet those those big goals, and we want them to try to do them in, in order. So we'll reassign those 2012s to people who are up and running and uh, thanks once again to Jack for your emotional and financial support Great for what guy. we're doing. We Great. appreciate it. Jack, we love you, Jack. He hasn't mentioned how many weeks it'll take to get that bitchin' hat from him as a prize, but uh, maybe we can work something out. Uh, and with that, um, would one of you like to tell us how we can get involved? Oh, I think it's a good opportunity for Meredith to try that out. Oh, hey, I like that. I did it on our ladies episode. Oh, so I you've listen. got some practice. I, I, I never listened to that. So <laughs> You can visit us at Little Wren Bedwing. The ladies can't do stuff. They just, the ladies can't do stuff. Can't. Little Red Bandwagon.com. This is not science. <laughs> so I can't, <laughs> I can't do it. <laughs> Join our Facebook page. Our discussions are pretty moderate and, you know, uh, tolerable. Um, Bobby's at RL Pape on Twitter. Mike's at Drew McFrizz. Uh, Christy's at Kissy Eyes, K I S S I E Y E S. Jeremy's at Dadstronaut. And I'm at Meredith underscore Mahan. No why. <laughs> no yeah. why. Our show Twitter is at LRB Podcast. You can email us at littleredbandwagon at gmail.com. 
And our voicemail is 802-432-TBTL. That's 802-432-8285. All right. Since you did that part, I'll do this part. Uh, Until next time, feel better, Christy. Yeah, Christy, feel better. Uh, We love you, Jen, and I'm sorry I talk so much. (laughs) Nailed it. God, what a slog. (laughs) We did it, though. We did it. I can't believe I couldn't say little red bandwagon. (laughs) The fuck is wrong with me?